Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we're talking about a new release of Juniper's Appstra intent-based networking platform for data centers. Our guest is Scott Snedden. He is data center practice lead at Juniper. Uh, Scott, welcome to the podcast. And just to get us started, can you give us the elevator pitch on Appstra just to give folks some context? I'm happy to. Thanks for having me, guys. So uh, Appstra is, I mean, you said it in the title there, it is a intent-based networking system. You can think of it as a operations system, not a traditional network manager, but more kind of managing the end-to-end -end life cycle of the things that need to happen on a network. So it's an automation tool. Certainly it, it helps you design and deploy the network as most traditional sort of network automations tools can do. But the real value is in that intent model. So you use the tool to design the network or declare the intent. You use the tool to deploy the network or to implement the intent. And because I use the tool to declare and define and provision that intent, what I've created there is the proverbial single source of truth. As anybody that's gone down an automation journey knows step one of automating is to build that single source of truth or understand what you're automating um, because you can't effectively automate what you don't know. And, and so mm -hmm. um, the, the process of, of designing and building through Appstra creates that single source of truth. And then it's got a powerful set of analytics and monitoring tools validation tools that ensure that the network consistently operates as intended. So it's it's going through a this sort of closed loop validation cycle constantly um, to monitor the network, to make sure that the configuration is consistent, to make sure that what was declared in the intent is what's deployed and what is continuing to run. If there's an outage, we can really quickly identify where that outage came from because we, again, have that very solid single source of truth or intent model. So, you know, the goal of Appstra is to just make a life easier of a network operator. Um, yeah. So we used to talk a lot about Appstra being an intent-based solution and the modeling and the abstraction. And what we've, well, I think what you're saying here is that when you boil all of that stuff down, mm -hmm. you can have a technology up, but what you're really saying is that we're now focused on the operational aspects of the network. That's exactly it. Yeah. And, and it's about how do you operate the network every day? Whereas before we used to get all hooked up on how many ports and speeds and feeds and latencies across and, you know, what, segmentation strategy we were going to use and what we're now able to do because we've moved past what I call the day one and day day zero. What do I buy? Day one, how do I deploy it? What's the configuration? Yep. What's the architecture to how do I operate this every day? And intent-based networking, which is what Appster was one of the first people to, to come up with, is this idea that I need to operate this every day. I need mm -hmm. to make changes regularly and I need to do it flawlessly and it needs automation, but it also needs... Is that, is that Reasonable. You've got it. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Um, you know, let's use the analogy where we're building a house. You know, I can hire a contractor or I can, you know, <laughs> study uh, architecture and I can design a house and then I can bring the folks in to kind of nail up the framing and, and um, you know, route the plumbing, uh, which, you know, we can draw analogies to in networking because we're kind of the plumbers. Um, but then, you know, those contractors all go home and, and I have this thing. Now, what do I do when the water heater goes wonky? I've mm. got to go and figure that out. And wouldn't it be great if I had maybe some fancy home automation system that could tell me that the water heater was starting to go wonky before it went wonky? And I can yeah. <laughs> I can figure that out in advance. And so, so right. you know, the, the operational, the ongoing things are, are really the key. Um, the other key is is really about the people that that do that and operate it. You know, we've all been in environments where you've got one or two rock stars that are the experts that know the network. 
And, and, you know, we've always kind of made a tongue in cheek joke about, well, what if that smart guy gets hit by a bus? But the reality in this day and age is that smart guy is being recruited like crazy and might leave. And so, yeah, you know, right. it's a real, real threat now that that tribal knowledge or that that sort of um, single source of truth that is in your rock star's brain might go mm. away. And so we think that a lot of the big value of an intent based tool like Abstra is that you can effectively get that single source of truth out of the mind of the rock star and into a tool that's repeatable and reusable. I think the other thing that's important to know about Abstra is that, you know, obviously there's some secret sauce for the intent-based side, but for day-to-day -day operations, for the protocols you're using, this is standard stuff. It's not anything proprietary to Juniper. We're talking about BGP, things like that. That's absolutely key. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've we've sort of converged in an industry on the right way to build a data center. We we really believe that IP fabrics, clo fabrics, um, you know, EVP and VX lands, these are the technologies that are the best for a data center. All the solutions have converged on those technologies now. That question is is pretty much addressed. Yeah. I guess I guess that leads to the question of now that Appster is part of Juniper, that happened quite some time ago. Is there, what's been happening in terms of redeveloping the product or changing it? Is there new features coming out now? Yeah, yeah. That's um, So first of all, the commitment to multi-vendor is as strong as ever. You know, we really truly think that that is our differentiator with this tool. Yes, there are other intent-based tools on the market from other vendors that only work with that vendor's hardware. And so, you know, consistent with the idea that we're using open standards and BGP and these, these standard protocols to build the network, we are also delivering an open multi-vendor capable uh, intent-based tool. So whether you've got Cisco or Arista or, you know, um, Dell running Sonic or, or Juniper, of course, um, Appster is going to work way great with all of those work equally with all of those. Um, so, so that, that commitment continues, that does not go away. And, and, hmm. you know, that we see that as a big differentiator, I, I think should. Well, I think it, it means that customers who've got a network, but maybe don't have a software operated model yet or intent based thing can say, I can keep my existing hardware and bring it into Appster. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's that's, that's that right. So so you've yeah. got, you know, we'd love it as Juniper, we'd love to talk to you about our switching things and stuff like that. <laughs> but rest assured that, that there is some investment protection. So if, if you've yeah. get, bought a bunch of Nexus stuff just last year, but you're not effectively managing it as well as you'd like, we can help you with that. And, and you know, you don't have to throw out that Nexus stuff overnight. Mm. So that's absolutely part of the part of the vision and part of the story. When we talk about new features and functions, I mean, so the first thing that we want to kind of highlight in this next release of Appstra that's dropping, you know, in the next coming weeks is what we're calling edge data center support. Um, so, it, you know, back to kind of these architectures, when I think about um, EVP and VXLAN, a lot of times people will think about topologies that are very leaf spine, right? Mm -hmm. I've got some spine nodes that that are routing, I'm, I'm doing, you know, sort of an edge routed and bridging architecture where my VXLAN tunnels are terminating on leaf spine, leaf nodes. Those spines, I cannot attach servers to, they're, they're sort of just core routing devices. Mm -hmm. um, there's a certain quantity of ports that that justify that leaf spine and if your your footprint is smaller than that maybe it doesn't justify purchasing a couple of spine nodes to just pass packets if all you've got is two switches worth of server connect so yeah um and, well, i think there's two sides to this here yeah you don't need a leaf spine like some vendors actually mandate a leaf spine yeah. even if you're only connecting a dozen ports right and that's 
ridiculous because you could do the same thing with two switches and just can get hooked them together. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's that's and so that's the use case that we're addressing here. Um, you know, with Appstra in that intent model, there are a set of of um, topologies that are supported. It's a broad set of topologies, um, but traditionally has skewed larger, like two spines and four leaves, and up from there is is sort of the topology that we've provided for in the past. With mm. this new leaf, we've with this new release, we've added some features that we're calling collapse spine, which yeah. allow us to get into a two switch environment, you know, a pair of switches with some ports that are facing the WAN or the other stuff and some ports that are facing servers. So now the, the simple reality is that a lot of people need to do that, say, in factories. Right? Yeah. If you're going to have a bunch of servers in a factory where you're going to do some edge data center, as you call it, or edge processing, like a, a lot of the times what we have is factories now, there's so much data streaming off the telemetry and the mm -hmm. monitoring systems that you need a bunch of servers there to collate it. And then it gets pulped. I call it pulping or juiced. And yeah. then the data goes off somewhere into the cloud to a PaaS somewhere to be analyzed. But that still doesn't mean that you don't need a bunch of servers with running you know, a Kubernetes or a VMware cluster doing you know, hosting a bunch of tools, but you don't equally need four leafs, two spines, and a half a dozen servers to run the platform. What you want is something that's two switches and low cost to get started. That, it's, yeah, exactly. Whether it's you know industrial environments where where you're doing you know, telemetry from from factory floor devices, we see use cases in like distributed gaming networks where you know you're supporting some some heads up display in a bunch of remote sites. Um, I, there's fit in telco for you know 5G topologies and things where you've essentially got a small data center at a head end or at that you know maybe in a radio tower. Lots of fit for that kind of thing, and and so mm -hmm. we just wanted to be able to tackle that. If I've got a, what sounds like a fairly simple design for this small edge uh, location, do I really need these sort of the elephant gun of intent-based networking to operate it? We think that the visibility in analytics is beneficial. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe automation isn't the priority because maybe the environment is pretty static. You know, frankly, if you don't change things very often, maybe the overhead of automating those changes might be you know, more onerous than just hitting the CLI and configuring two lines of, of stuff to turn on a VLAN. Mm -hmm. But the, the capabilities of, of visibility and monitoring and, and you know, proactive troubleshooting and the kinds of things we can bring through the the day two and beyond functions of Appstra are pretty beneficial. And so we think we can add a lot of value there. And then more often than not, yeah, most, if I think of a pop or a data center with just two switches, that in and of itself is pretty simple. But there are a lot of cases where that two switch environment is one of many. And so on aggregate, you might still have 50 or 100 switches. Got They're it. just distributed in two or four switch bunches. But we can manage that distributed environment with a centralized Appster instance and, and then add value. You know, so there's a, an economy of scale there, if you will, of, of you know, kind of looking at your whole environment through a single pane. If, right. Know. So if I'm looking at multiple small data center locations, individually managing them might be simple. But if I've got 50 or 100 or whatever, I get this visibility uh, you know, through one console to see what's going on. And there may be cases where I don't even have an engineer nearby, so I can, with that intent-based element, get a sense of, is a problem coming? Yeah, that's exactly it. Exactly. Mm. Got it. I think that's a real difference, though, this idea of collapsing the fabric. But it also means if you've got a data center and you want to pilot, you don't have to commit to a multi-million dollar purchase like some other intent-based solutions who want you to buy all new switches and, a, you know, half a rack of servers to be able to deploy the software on top. 
This yeah, is a I'll, much smaller package. Like the, the entry point here is a much lower point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got, I mean, you had one of our customers at Vania on a, uh, a Tech Bytes podcast in, in late 2021. And, and he mentioned just how simple and easy it was to get up and running on Appstra. It's a small footprint VM. It doesn't take a lot of resources on the server side. Um, the, financially, the way we license it is on a per switch basis. So if you only need to manage two switches, it's a really cheap purchase. There's not a lot of upfront. It's it's pay as you grow. It's, it's an incremental cost as you mm. grow. So yeah, it's a really good way to pilot, to get started. Even if you've got a large data center, you know, start with a new pod of Juniper hardware or somebody else's. Um, use Appster to manage that, understand it, get exposed. And then over time, if you do grow into a leaf spine, if you do end up in a full clow architecture, we can help you with that and we can get you there. And, and you know, mm. it's it's re, it's really easy to add to or expand that blueprint from a collapsed into a full leaf spine in production, you know, just additively scaling. And I also understand you've got another feature around policy enforcement. Kind of a side effect of this automated approach using templates is you have the benefit of a inherently more secure environment because you're kind of eliminating a lot of the manual errors. You have a strong audit trail. You have a good understanding of the changes that are happening. So, you know, like especially in these edge node models where you might have distributed teams managing stuff, you know, just enforcing consistency inherently drives a better security posture. But then in addition to that, we've made some specific focus in some of the workflows and visibility tools on Appstra. So, you know, there's this policy assurance set of features to kind of, you know, drive you towards a zero trust kind of, of, of footprint or, or mindset. But really what it comes down to, because we're talking about managing switches, right? Appstra is not the tool that's going to manage your firewall. It's not directly managing, say, VMware NSX that's doing micro-segmentation policy. It is managing the switching layer and the physical assets that are in the data center. And we all know switches do ACLs. They don't do stateful stuff and deep packet inspection, right? Right. But, you know, we also know that a best practice is probably to leverage a advanced security footprint and a set of ACLs to sort of control things, say in between VRFs or even in between ports on a switch. But but again, one of the big challenges of doing that is TCAM size on the switches. If I end up with massive yeah. access lists, I just, you know, that's not what a switch is built for and, and it's difficult <laughs> to do. So this policy enforcement, policy assurance framework within Appstra you know, because I'm using this intent model to sort of define my configuration before I configure it, we have the ability to understand what is intended by those security policy definitions. And before I ever write an ACL to a switch, I can check and see what that ACL is going to do. I can mm-hmm. validate that particular ACL entry against the rest of that policy list and eliminate things that are repetitive to save on TCAM space or identify things that um, you know, might not be needed because I've got a, a less specific rule. Like say I wanted to deny TCP through a given address block and then 50 lines later in that ACL list, I've got a deny to a specific IP for SSH. Um, well, I might not need that more specific entry because the function of that entry is encapsulated in a less specific rule. 
if I'm doing the traditional stare and compare manually looking at those access lists, I might miss that. And and yeah. so this is a tool that can help identify those things better. Optimize You're adding more layers of validation to the configuration. So you That's, can, now that would be especially important because you're multi-vendor, you do need to adapt for each of the switches. So you need to be a lot smarter about how you program the ASIC and the software that sits above it, right? That's right. Yeah, that's mm. right. And and so, you know, inherent to this set of tools is, is again, that multi-vendor capability. So you're defining these, these access lists or these security policies in generic terms. You know, the Appstra system is essentially compiling those into the vendor-specific config, you know, you know, whether it be Nexus OS or Junos or, or whatever might be running underneath, the syntax of those is always different. So what you then have is a, is a centralized, consistent tool to validate those rules and to audit those rules and make sure that they're deployed correctly each time without necessarily relying on a one of us to, to remember the syntax on, on Arista and the syntax on Junos because they're different. Scott, I feel like we could be talking more about this, but we are at the end of our time. If folks want to dig into this themselves, where should they go to get more details? So we've got a page on, on the Juniper website, juniper.net slash appstra. There's all kinds of information there and a button to click to contact us. I'd love to talk to you about it. Fantastic. That's juniper.net slash appstra. Well, thank you, Scott, for joining us. And thanks to Juniper for being a sponsor. If you like this episode, you can find many more fine, free technical podcasts and our community blog, all at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at packetpushers. Find us on LinkedIn, hear us on Spotify, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.